Welcome to the Montana Real Estate Podcast, where we will pull back the curtain and answer all of your Montana real estate questions. Buying and selling real estate in Montana can be challenging, and local knowledge is the key. We will explore the different areas of the state and educate you on issues that play a role in Montana real estate transactions. This podcast is hosted by Will Friedner, who is a broker with Glacier Sotheby's International Realty in Whitefish, Montana. Now, here is Will with today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode four of the second season of the Montana Real Estate Podcast. And in this season, we are breaking down our top videos from our YouTube channel that's called Living in Montana. So if you haven't checked that out yet and you haven't subscribed, please do. Uh, We've had great success. We're now up to over 36,000 subscribers. So don't miss out. They're good videos. And in this season of the podcast, we're breaking down our top ones. And so this week, we're going to go over our number four most popular video. Uh, We filmed it in November of 2020, and it was called Living in Montana Off the Grid. And I had, for a while, I had wanted to do a video on the off the grid homes. I've shown a lot of them to people. I've seen a bunch of them. And then I was able to get an appointment and I was able to see this particular house. The people living there were nice enough to let me come in and I really appreciate that. They did not want me to make it public where exactly it is. So I'm not going to do that. I didn't in the video. All I'll say is it's in Northwest Montana. And as you will see on the video, it's just a beautiful, beautiful spot. So the opening of the video, I went up to one of my favorite places. It's Pullbridge, Montana, and just went to the side of the town, if you want to call it that, and shot the shot the intro with the mountains behind me. And I've always loved Pullbridge. We actually got married there. If you haven't been to Pullbridge and you're up here in Montana, you definitely need to put that on your list of places to go. It's a just a beautiful spot. And I just wanted to get an intro from an area like that so I could, you know, it's just there couldn't be a a better backdrop. And so that was the reasoning for shooting the intro there. Then once we got out to the house, you know, I I went out there a different day to the house and uh, took a tour with the gal and she let me, you know, we went downstairs and I, and I showed the, the, batteries and the charging system and it's a 5,000 square foot log house just beautiful Uh, and it sits on I think 40 acres and as you can see in the video the backdrop is just spectacular but the the gist of the video I wanted to show just how people live off the grid and that particular house is probably almost 40 miles from any utilities so they are definitely off the grid there. The biggest comments I got in this video were people were complaining that, you know, this this house is almost too modern. It's not really off the grid, even though it's off the grid. And it's just because these people have done it right and they have all these great systems to be able to live without being hooked up to the electrical grid or things you'd normally get in the city. So what they have is they have propane tanks there they have a gas furnace but that isn't they only use that as as a backup they use wood all winter long to keep it heated and then obviously they they do have the gas furnace if they want to run that and not go out and haul wood in but they do have both setups and then the charging system that i showed in the video they're the big marine batteries and i was always curious i hadn't seen this 
exact type of setup before. Everything I'd seen was much on a much smaller scale, but this is a big house, so they need these bigger batteries. And they're powered by the solar panels that they had out in the yard. They also have a generator as a backup because the weather here in the winter, I've talked about this, is usually cloudy or it's cloudy a lot of the time. So you'll still get a little bit of a charge from the solar panels when it's cloudy, but nothing like you do in the summer when you have full direct sunlight on them all day long. And then our it stays light here so late in the summer that that also helps. So she was telling me that in the in the summer they don't they never run the generator. They don't need to. And the only thing that really sucks down the batteries is when they run their vacuum cleaner. That's the one appliance that pulls the most off of the batteries. So <laughs> if they're not vacuuming too much, they they're they have plenty of charge just from the solar panels. So that was kind of interesting. Of course, because they're so far away from utilities, they that means they don't have a phone line. So they do have internet. They didn't have it at the time, but now that Starlink, the Elon Musk thing is available, uh, that's another option for people living off the grid around here. I'm not sure exactly the company they were using for their internet, but it was the satellite type internet which isn't all that fast you can still get that through the satellite companies but now that the elon musk thing is out there i think that's going to be a lot better than any of these satellite companies speaking of satellites they had sensors on their propane tank that sent a signal out to a satellite when they got low and then down in Kalispell, they would, uh, you know, they get the signal and they know, hey, we got to run our truck up there and fill the tank. So again, people that are thinking truly off the grid, this is a little more technologically advanced than some people have in mind when they're off the grid, but they have a great setup there and, and it was kind of fun to see. And one of the things I didn't talk about in the video that I meant to, and it I just forgot at the time when I was making it, was the well and the septic. The way they have their setup is obviously there's a septic system out away from the house, but the well, they have this big holding tank that is full. Uh, and then every couple days they'll run the well to keep it topped off. So they, they don't have, to, you know, they don't run it all the way down, she explained, and then refill it. They just keep it topped off. So if they ever did have a, have a problem with the well or whatever, they have this huge tank full of water that, you know, they have for use. And then the generator I showed out in the, in the little shed out there, I thought it'd be a lot bigger than it was, and I should have the actual size and type of power it puts out, but I don't have that in front of me. But I was just expecting a much bigger generator. I've seen I've seen huge ones that they use industrial type generators, and I, I was kind of expecting that. So this one was a lot smaller than I thought, but obviously it works for them. Uh, it does the job to charge those batteries, so that's that's all they needed. So I was wrong in thinking it was going to be some giant generator and basically that was it I, I covered all the utilities there kind of showed how everything worked and what everything looked like and we did get a lot of comments people appreciated this video obviously it was our number four video of all time so there's a lot of people curious about living off the grid but like I said the biggest <laughs> the biggest comment was people 
thought this was a little little much as far as technology and it and they didn't feel like it was truly off the grid even though it was off the grid and the last thing i'll talk about with this particular video at the very end the outro the the final scene is angie and people have asked where that is and that is it's stanton lake which is as you leave the flathead valley heading towards Essex it's it's right there before you get to Essex it's about a three or four mile hike I forget uh, right off of highway two and you go back to this little lake and as you can see the backdrop is spectacular and we do that hike just about every year it's a fun little hike and uh, the views at the end are great so that pretty much covers what went on in this video I hope you enjoyed it and we will talk to everybody again next week well there you go ladies and gentlemen that concludes another episode of the Montana real estate podcast we hope you enjoyed it and will join us again next week for another episode if you have any questions or if you'd like to know more about this episode please feel free to contact us at Montana real estate podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at montanaliferealty.com. If you would like to call us, our number is 406-249-1735. Thank you for listening and we will see you next week.